This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The back half of the show begins on the guest line. Some more NFL conversation with Ryan Wilson from CBSSports.com. Ryan, it's Andrew. How are you? I'm good, Andrew. How you doing, brother? Good. Thanks, as always, for jumping on. We appreciate it. Uh, I'll, I'll begin with you where we began the show today an hour ago. Where is Baker Mayfield? On whose roster is Baker Mayfield by this time tomorrow? Man, that's a great question. I don't want to call it a fall from grace because, you know, he basically fell off a footstool, it felt like, after his last stop in Carolina. Uh, but it's been a precipitous fall from, from when he was the first overall pick, and I don't think it's entirely his fault. So where does he end up? Here's where I start. Like, if you can't make it in Carolina, where can you make it? Yeah. And, I, I, you know, San Francisco is an obvious choice, but is he better than, than Brock Purdy? I don't know. And Brock Purdy did a pretty good job in his debut for an injured Jimmy, injured Jimmy G there. And Kyle Shanahan's offense isn't about the quarterback. It's about all the pieces around him. The Colts, perhaps, they had a, a quote-unquote dalliance this offseason, and, and, you know, they were basically like two kids that they were going to ask each other to the prom, but found out that they, didn't, they had better options, and, and they went in that direction. So maybe now they reunite that the wheels have fallen off in Indianapolis. Um, the Texans need a quarterback. They're going to draft one with that first overall pick. As we sit here, Davis Mills isn't the answer there. But, again, you're going from the – the Panthers, which were, weren't in great shape to a somehow worse team in, in the Houston Texans. And, and maybe the Rams <laughs> also need a quarterback. Yeah. And you can put, a, put in your resume that you played for uh, the defending Super Bowl champs, but they're also a three-win football team and, and one of the worst teams in the NFL and are about to be disqualified from the, from the playoffs after this next week in, in, in all likelihood. So I would guess one of those teams – I, I don't think it's a situation where he does go unclaimed. I, I think Baker actually has a lot of good football left. I'm sort of half-joking. The way his career ended in, in, in Cleveland, I, I thought he was given in the short end of the stick, playing injured, and, and for some reason Kevin Stansky not wanting to win on the run game late last season. But I, it's the true definition of a reclamation project, and then it's about finding the right fit, whether it's over the next month of the season or whether it's next year when you try to jumpstart your, season, uh, your career again in terms of what his future is going to look like as a quarterback, whether it's a starter or whether now he's going to be destined to be a backup. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you in general on him. Like, I, I, It's hard for me to believe that because we've seen him play the position well enough in the NFL. I just I can't imagine that's all gone. But, like, we need the right combination of him and a coach and a coordinator to get it back out of him. And it may be two years from now after he's been somebody's backup and he comes in for an injured starter and has this little, little reemergence. All that being said, of the positive, I'm actually surprised that the idea today is that he's going to get claimed because I don't know who would claim him and not just wait for him to be on the open market because all the bad teams you laid out, why would you even run the risk of winning a game that you shouldn't because Baker's now your quarterback and messing up your draft position? And anybody else doesn't really make sense either, so I'm I'm surprised that he's actually not going to end up being just a straight free agent. 
No, that's a great point, Andrew. And it would save the teams that would think about signing him, I think, a million and a half dollars. Right. And it's funny, you mentioned taking the risk of winning a, a game if you bring Baker on. Will Brinson, my, my colleague, we do a podcast together for CBS Sports, and last night he said, would the Buccaneers think about bringing on Baker to a, a keep a team like San Francisco or Seattle and other teams that could be in the mix from signing him? And my first response is basically what you're saying. If you're the Buccaneers, why would you bring on – let him go to San Francisco. That might be best-case scenario for you. If you can't win in Carolina, why would you go uh, – why is suddenly anything going to change in terms of the way you played? Yes, you have better players around you, but the way he's played this year, I mean, he got benched for P.J. Walker who's been a backup his entire career. And then last week, Sam Darnold played. Sam Darnold looked like he was at USC. He played so well by comparison. So I, I think you make a great point, and it may be a situation where teams, number one, don't want to pay him that salary. They don't think he's worth a million and a half dollars a year for, for the next four or five games. And number two, they're in no rush because this quarterback class, we say it every year around this time, next year's quarterback class is going to be fantastic. Well, a year ago we were saying that, and this quarterback class is suddenly very thin, in part because of NIL, in part because kids are going back to school and, and transfer portal and all that. So it's slim pickings at the top. And if you're, for example, the Texans, and you love, say, Bryce Young, let's not mess with that. Let's keep going in the direction we're going and get our quarterback. Yeah, and maybe I like drama too much, but I, I want to sign up for somebody taking him to block him from going somewhere else, um, whether it's Seattle or you know the, the or Tampa Bay, like you mentioned, because I – I have to think he's better than Brock Purdy. Maybe he's not, but I have to think that he's better than Brock Purdy, especially right now. I also think that the Niners should find Baker Mayfield because maybe Brock Purdy doesn't pan out, and then I'd rather have to go to Baker Mayfield than to Josh Johnson as my fourth quarterback this year. So whether it's Seattle or somebody else, that's the one I can get behind is making sure he doesn't get to the Niners because that, to me, could be worst-case scenario. If he stumbles upon a good stretch with that defense, I, maybe I don't want to play him as a Niner quarterback in a couple of weeks. Listen, again, you're making sense, and I can't really push back on it. And the biggest thing for me right now is confidence. And, you know, we can joke about whether confidence is a thing or not. It absolutely is a thing when you're playing sports. And Baker, I think, probably has zero confidence. He, he feels like the, the physical manifestation of that picture of him given that press conference with the trench coat and the mustache looking like Columbo. Like that's what he feels like as a football player right now. That said, I mean, it wasn't even two years ago. It was whatever, 21 months ago, 22 months ago, that he beat the Steelers in the playoffs in, in, in a season in which the Steelers, I think, started 9-0 or something. And one thing that rookie quarterbacks don't do is win playoff games and certainly don't go to the Super Bowl. So if you're not sold on Brock Purdy, and let's be honest, no one's sold on Brock Purdy, but if you're not sold on him in that system where the running game and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and that outstanding defense do much of the heavy lifting, and you want to you know, break glass in case of an emergency quarterback, then perhaps Baker's the guy, but I think you have to make sure, as Marshawn likes to say, your, your mentals are right because <laughs> Kyle Shanahan can call the plays and they can put you in the most advantageous situation as a quarterback for success, but if you're out there and, and your, your mind's not in it, we'll see a lot of the Carolina Baker, but I don't hate it. I, I think you're right. I think if, if that's the thought process, if you're Seattle and you're trying to make a move now on, on uh, San Francisco in that division and you're only a game behind them and your quarterback, you know, I'll be praised <laughs> to Eugene Cyril Smith III is balling out. Yeah. Maybe that's something that you do actually consider just to, to take one, one fewer option on the table for the 49ers at the quarterback position. Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports is with us here on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, let's go to the Niners. Let's assume for a minute that, that Baker Mayfield does not end up in San Francisco. So it's the Brock Purdy show. I know it's only three-plus quarters, but 
What's the ceiling for the Niners with that defense at him at quarterback once we get to the postseason? Uh, so I covered the draft, too, for, for CBS Sports, and I went back and looked at my scouting report of what I wrote up on him a couple of years ago. The thing about last year, Brock Purdy, he was Mr. Irrelevant, the last player drafted, and I, when I watched him last season, I had him as a, a day three guy, maybe undrafted free agent, and that's where he ended up. But if you go back and watch two years ago of Iowa State, he was a much better quarterback, much more consistent, made better decisions, wasn't forcing the ball quite as much. And I think that's a situation he's now in in San Francisco, and that's the quarterback he can be because, again, you're not going to be asked to do everything. Jimmy Garoppolo sort of redefined what it meant to be a, a game manager, and I, I say that in the, in the most positive light. He was having his best season, and he was making certainly making some throws and some throws that Brock Purdy may not even be asked to make, much less be able to, to pull off. But the players around Brock Purdy are, are, are what's going to determine how far this team goes because I think there's a chance that Brock Purdy and the 49ers could win a playoff game. Beyond that, you're, you're sort of asking too much, but I, I think if you can – Keep his uh, responsibilities at a minimum and let the defense just continue to dominate and get three and outs on the other side and allow your team to have as many possessions as possible. This team can, can, can win the division and, and you know, make, make a little noise in the playoff. I think it would be asking a bit much for them to, to reel off some, some, some wins in a row once January gets here. But I'm optimistic, and I think we're going to see more of the Brock Purdy we saw two years ago to Iowa State, not the one that was so inconsistent last year. If Jimmy was healthy, would they be your best chance, the Niners, that is, to knock off the Eagles? Or is there, is there somebody else that's the second-best NFC team in your mind, so to speak? No, it would be the 49ers. And, you know, I say this a lot this time of year when it gets down to, to crunch. I'm number one, the 49ers play great once the weather turns. And we've seen that year in the year. They were a dropped interception away from Joukowsky Tart last year from going back to the, to the Super Bowl. Um, that, number one. Number two... When you guys have like the Cowboys are a really good football team, but when you have Mike McCarthy as the coach, and historically he's made some decisions that leave you scratching your head in, in critical moments, my question always is, do you trust him going forward to make the right decision when it has to be made? And the answer for me is no. Kyle Shanahan, I feel pretty good about. <laughs> I think that's not a unique opinion. And of course, the, the Vikings are there, but the Vikings are sort of tempting fate here with the, all these close one-score games they played. They played a ton of close one-score games last year, and they went 8-9. and And this team, in terms of value per play, if you look at football outsiders, they're not much better than last year's team. They've just been lucky in their 10-2. So I'm a little concerned about that catching up with them. I think San Francisco, given the way they play, given their defense, given their, their history in terms of success late in the season, quarterback situation aside, are, are the biggest threat to the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC right now. Ryan, what can we do with the NFC South as a whole? The entire time I'm watching this game last night, I'm hoping that one day we live in a world where a division winner isn't guaranteed a home playoff game. I can put them in at you know 500, but can we ever get that home game reward off the table as well? Yeah, that division is a mess, and you know we thought it was going to be the NFC East. And jokes on us; they have three teams in the playoffs as we sit here, and could have four by the time it's all said and done. But it is quite a situation where Tampa Bay is just ahead of the Cowboys in terms of the, the rankings in the NFC. And I suppose if there's some solace, the Cowboys would travel to Tampa Bay right now and play if that were the playoff game. And I don't know what that spread would be. I feel like it would be the Cowboys giving three and a half or something. I don't know. But it's a fair point. And that was some, the game was exciting at the end. It was fun to see Tom Brady do his Tom Brady uh, song and dance at the end there. But the Saints made a million mistakes, and, and the, the Buccaneers made just one less than a million mistakes, and that's how they <laughs> eked it out. They're both bad football teams, and the coaching was, was hard to fathom. Andy, if Andy Dalton had played for the Buccaneers last night, 
that team, the Bucks win by 50. That's how good Andy Dalton played. He still can't win a primetime game. So I feel bad for him. But in terms of the overall division, those, that's, it's, it's not great. And even if there weren't those handful of plays at the end that the Buccaneers found a way to win it, they're still a bad football team. The Saints are still a bad football team. And I don't know if the owners will get behind sort of reordering the draft, uh, excuse me, the, the playoff seedings. But it's a fair question because there, I think there's a very real chance that Tampa Bay gets to eight wins and wins the division with a losing record. Yeah. So we closed out last hour talking about this um, for clarity's sake. Uh, let's just say I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan. Let's just say I've had enough of Brady winning and everything. So whenever the exit comes, great. Thought I already had it, didn't. I'm living with it. Now, on one hand, I see this Buccaneer team. I see the way he's playing. And I think, okay, fine. He's going to get in the playoffs, but odds are they're going to lose at home in that first round because they're probably be playing a better team than them. So I'll be done with Tom Brady quickly. Tom, our producer, said, oh, no, no, no. You should be very afraid a wide-open NFC is ripe for Tom Brady making a run once they get into the postseason. Where would you fall on that? Quick exit or the danger of a Brady mini-renaissance in January and all of a sudden he's playing in Philly for the NFC title? Um, I'm with you. Unless they're playing the Saints in the playoffs and every <laughs> game they're on to the Super Bowl. I mean, you saw how that team looked. They scored three points for the first drive, and they did absolutely nothing against a decimated uh, Saints defense, by the way, yeah. until the very end of that game because the Saints kept shooting themselves in the foot. Listen, the best opportunity for Tampa Bay to, to perhaps get on one of those runs that Tom's talking about is they got to find a way to jump frog, leapfrog to San Francisco for number three. Because if you get to number three, then you're facing the number, what do you face, number six team. So then right now you're playing the Giants. So look, you can yeah. beat the Giants in Tampa Bay. If you're at four and playing Dallas, I, I don't like your chances and I don't, again, I don't know who was blocking for Tom Brady. They have one offensive lineman, original starter left, Donovan Smith. He has 31 holding penalties since he came to the league, which leads to the universe. All the other four guys have either retired, left, or injured. Uh, the, you have the, the pass catchers, sure, but the defense is banked up. And they, <laughs> they couldn't stop Andy Dalton in prime time. So I'm out on, on Tom Brady getting red hot and riding off on the white horse into the sunset. I think if they're four and play a Cowboys team at five, for example, that's going to be a, a quick exit to, to the 2022 season for the Buccaneers. All right, let's end on that pseudo-high note. You're making me feel good about avoiding <laughs> a Brady push in January. Ron, it's always great to talk. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Andrew. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 